The Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rap Show podcast. Well, hello there and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you, folks? I hope you are all keeping well. We're back again. Um, yeah, because we've been in a little bit of a break this last while. Although you might not have noticed um, because this last run of episodes... Oh, man, we'll talk about those. But yes, this is the first time I've sat myself back in this presenter's chair in a wee while, actually. It's been like, what, two, three weeks now, possibly? Um, so... Suitably refreshed from the holidays, we'll talk about that, and loads more besides. I can't wait to get into this week's pod, actually. It's going to be quite a good episode. So, first of all, welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it or near it at all, then we are the show for you. Reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it positive or negative, be it Celtic or folk music, or even our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Yes, so, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show, then, uh, <clears throat> where have you been? We've been doing this forever. We've been doing it for the longest time now, with over 200 plus episodes. You guys can delve through the back catalogue. There isn't a topic, possibly, at this point that we haven't talked about yet, from the piping world. Uh, so, yes, with each and every podcast, we always like to mention, you can help support the show. Like every podcast out there, we do have a Patreon. Yes, I know it's a shameless plug, but it's always well worth mentioning because over the holidays, in fact, our Patreon kind of came into its own. A serious amount of extra content was over there on Patreon. A lot of, um, let's say, Christmas gifts, I suppose, over there on Patreon. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, shout out to the Patreon faithful. You guys are and if you would like to help support us, then you can do. Obviously, in difficult times such as a global pandemic, your podcaster does need your support. Uh, but yes, you don't need to. It's not compulsory. We will always be turning out the goodness here on the podcast. But uh, if you just want that little bit extra, there's tons of extra content over there for you. Episodes of Rab Show Plus, there's episodes that have never seen the light of day. In fact, for the podcast, there's, you know, our weekly catch-up of our Fuse FM radio show. There's exclusive interviews, performance clips, videos. So much stuff back there on the Rab Show Patreon. I've actually, we're really, really proud about of our Patreon content. So there you go. Well worth checking that out. Also, don't forget to check out our ongoing promotions with the Piper's Dojo. Yes. Now, the reason I'm mentioning it specifically in this week's podcast is because... Yeah, I've been telling you about this now for a while, but our ongoing promotion with the Piper's Dojo will end soon. And I'll say that now. Yeah, and I've been talking about this, you know, for months now. We've had this ongoing promotion with the Piper's Dojo, but they will be closing the door on it. Uh, So we've had confirmation of our end date, and we'll let you know in due course. Uh, But yes, now is the time to go and take advantage of that. Go along to thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo and get your 30 days of Dojo Premium for a $1 sign-up fee. Yes, you get 30 days to test drive the, all of the premium features from Piper's Dojo website. And for $1, you're 
they lift the paywall on absolutely everything. Now, you're talking all of your live lessons, your one-to-ones with some of the big names in the, in the business. It's an incredible website, an awesome resource for learners, and even those who are advanced players as well, you're bound to get something from this. Uh, so, yes, our offer from the Piper's Dojo will be ending very soon. I'll be letting you know on a future episode, of course, when that will be ending. But if you haven't taken advantage of it yet, then please do go to our website now. Take advantage of it before it's gone. Because once it's gone, that's it. You'll not get any further opportunity to take advantage of it. So there you go. BigRabShow.com forward slash dojo. Go and check out our Piper's Dojo promotions before they end. Hmm. Okay. Now that the shameless plugs are out of the way, I have to give a little bit of a mention about the website now that we're talking about it. Yeah, BigRabShow.com obviously is where you go to get all your Rab Show merch and all that good stuff. And I have to say... Over the holidays has been insanely busy. It was absolutely incredible how busy sales for the Rab Show merch was. So thank you to everyone who was purchasing Rab Show merch on the on the holidays and all the rest. We did have some problems with certain deliveries and things to the United States and some to Canada as well. I guess it's just international shipping around the Christmas period. It's not much we can do, unfortunately. We've traced every package as far as we can. So for those of you out there who have bought Rab Show merch... Please stick with us. It is in the mail. All of your orders have been shipped. I guess they're just in the system and that will eventually get to you, hopefully. Uh, But also, I have to give a mention then, of course, here in the UK, we're going through a little thing that you might be aware of called um, Brexit. Yes, that has honestly had an effect on how we sell merchandise on our website because obviously we're shipping from the UK. Now, believe it or not, this has had an effect on a lot of other businesses, not just, you know, selling t-shirts and stuff online. It's had a huge impact here in the UK. Uh, As a result of Brexit and shipping rates being what they are at the moment, then obviously we have had to close our online store. So for those of you who have been asking, saying, oh, Rab, I was hoping to pick up some stuff. I was hoping you'd have a January sale. Well, yes, we were hoping to have a January sale for Rab Show merch, but... <clears throat> Thank you, Brexit. Yeah, that kind of threw the brakes on that. So we have currently closed our online store. You can no longer buy Rab Show merch until we figure out this whole Brexit mess. Uh, so once we have all the shipping rates and that confirmed and we have everything back up and running again, then we will reopen the big Rab Show store. So, yes, for those of you asking, why can't I nip in there and buy a Rab Show hoodie? Well, there's your answer. So, yes. We've closed the online store, thank you Brexit, but we will hopefully get that reopened for you very, very soon and you guys can pick up your sweet Rab Show merch. All right. Okay, now, but each and every podcast, you know, it's, it's honestly like jumping back in the car again when you haven't been driving for mo- for weeks and months, so I'm kind of getting used to where everything is again. Uh, so yes, I'm at that point in the show, listener mail. Now, over the holidays, we did get quite a number of emails from you guys all basically wishing us a very happy holiday season. And actually, we got a load of emails talking about the previous three episodes. Now, yes, I didn't say we would talk about them. What did you guys think of those? Yeah, if anything, some of those interviews, we were sitting on them for a little while. Uh, Of course, we're starting things off with Bruce Gandy. Bruce Gandy! 
Oh my word, what an interview. If you haven't listened to Bruce's episode yet, simply amazing. Uh, yeah, just ch- chatting to Bruce kind of after the episode dropped and stuff and the reaction that we got from you guys who were tuning in. I dare say Bruce will hopefully be back again and having a good chat with us and talking all things Glenfiddich and all of the incredible project that he has coming up in front of him. There's a lot of exciting work going on there. So yeah, hopefully we'll have Bruce back on a future show. Also, we had the voice of the world's Bob Worrell on the show. Legend! Oh my word, what a show. And uh, yeah, I said it at the time, I really had to pinch myself. And you know, that's Bob Worrell, that's Bob Worrell. And I couldn't believe it. And when the episode dropped, so many of you folks out there emailed us in to say that it was a fantastic episode and you really enjoyed the interview. And uh, yeah, I think honestly, Bob didn't know what to expect himself with being on a podcast. You know, I don't think he's done much in the way of podcast appearances. Uh, So yeah, I think Bob had a great time, actually. And he says, yeah, you know, I'd love to do another one. Why not? Uh, So hopefully we'll have Bob back in a future show. And of course, then after that, We had the legend, that is Dr. Richard Parks, MBE, join us for a chat just last week. Now, guys, that episode in itself, I don't know how you top that. That was insane how good that was. So, again, I have to say a huge, huge thank you to all all three guests, to Bruce Gandy, Bob Worrell, and Richard Parks. Uh, It's just an absolute honour to have all three people on the show. And this week, actually, we have quite a cool interview to bring you. Of course, the title of this week's episode kind of gives it away who we have. But yeah, this week's quite an interesting interview, too. So yeah, looking forward to this. So yeah. So for everyone who's emailed us in saying, oh, Rab, what a great run of uh, episodes and stuff. Thank you. And there was a load of great, you know, messages of support and stuff saying, you know, that you guys have been really enjoying the content on the pod this last while. So thank you, everyone. It really does mean the world. Whenever the team work hard and organize these kind of things and script the interviews and prepare all, it's good to know that we're doing something right. You know, as much as we love to hear when we're doing it wrong as well. Stuff and rap got wrong. We love that. <laughs> Goodness knows we get it a lot sometimes. Uh, but yeah, it's also good to know when we're doing stuff right. You know, and yeah, a lot of great messages saying happy holidays and new year and all that there. So it was great. So thank you everyone for emailing in. Now, we also did ask you guys for a listener mail and of course our big feature, Weekly Drone. And we'll talk about Weekly Drone coming up in a bit. Uh, But first of all, I want to get into a little bit of listener uh, mail here, which is a voicemail, which came in from Aaron. Hey, Rab. How's it going? I thought I'd drop by with some listener mail that's not exactly bagpiping related, but related to a staple to Big Grab Show question of, what is your favorite kind of cheese? I was listening to Iowa Public Radio earlier today, and they had a Dr. Kirkpatrick on from Iowa State University, and they just completed a long-term study of the benefits of cheese on the brain. The article, which I will link, highlights the benefits of cognitive function slash retention and cardiovascular benefits such as dilating blood for better nutrient absorption. Anyway, I thought you enjoyed this article, and for the record, my favorite cheeses are Gouda or Parmesan. Cheers, Aaron Kimsey. Aaron Kimsey there. Thank you, Aaron, for that. And yeah, cheese, believe it or not, has like health benefits, you know, and especially for us musicians as well. And it's one thing that we've found. We've always asked this question just as a bit of crack, a bit of a laugh to see, you know, can we really throw you for a curveball here? You know, asking all these serious questions like tune selection and Peabrook and stuff, and then, bang, what's your favourite cheese? You know? <laughs> or, what do you like on a pizza? Do you know? <laughs> it's always these curveball questions that always have people go, what? You know? And we've always asked it as a bit of fun, but what we found 
is that a lot of musicians out there really love cheese. And we do find that there is a direct correlation between people who really enjoy eating good quality cheese and being incredible musicians. So, hey, I don't know. Does your favourite cheese dictate how good of a player you are? I don't know. I, and I would, I would say that it does. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'd love to see, actually, and I would never have time to do this, but I'm sure somebody out there would, you know, might be able to go through this. But out of all the interviews we've had over the years and years and years, I would love to see, like, a, a table done up, you know, with a group of names, just a list of names, you know, who all we've spoke to over the years, and then all of their associated favourite cheeses. That would be all sorts of fascinating I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to stats and figures and things like that. So I would love that. You know, what's your favourite cheese? And it's all written down on a big table with a bar a bar chart and all this kind of stuff. I'd love that. I'd love that. Anyway, it's me being dead geeky. Speaking of dead geeky, I want to give a little bit of an update, really. A lot of people asking me, did I get anything nice for Christmas and stuff like that? Well, not really is the short answer. Um, I basically spent my Christmas with my family and just kind of mucked about with the kids and stuff. If anything, I've been enjoying quite a lot of stuff outside of piping. You know, sometimes when I do take a break from podcasting and radio work, I just kind of cut all ties from it. Now, I know that sounds terrible, but sometimes you kind of need that wee bit of headspace away from everything. So I've been delving deep into my geekery and getting big into some things this last while that I've been really enjoying it. Um, If anything, one thing that I've really, really enjoyed is The Mandalorian. Again, I've become obsessed with this show and I've watched the second season of it Twice now, I think. Plus, I've watched the last episode. I don't know how many times. It was insane. Uh, So, yeah, but me, plus a bunch of pipers and drummers out there, were all sharing the same obsession, enjoying this incredible series on Disney+. Plus. It was fantastic. So, The Mandalorian, if you're a Star Wars fan out there, you need to check it out. I know you probably already have. I'm really talking to people who's already seen it probably 12 times already. Mandalorian, man, I really loved it. Plus, you guys know I'm an NFL fan. Yes, I've been laughed at for years. I've been a Bills fan since I was no age. And, uh, hey, the Bills are actually doing well this year. I know they're like a totally different team from my usual Bills that I've been supporting since the early 90s. Um, You know, the team that used to get laughed at every year. Now they're smashing people. It's ridiculous. So, hey, it's a good time to be a Bills fan uh, because we're actually in the playoffs. We've got the wild, uh, wild card game this weekend against the Colts. It's going to be an interesting interesting game for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I've been following the NFL, uh, you know, for this past three, four weeks. You know, but honestly, I've been following every Bills game like I do anyway and just been pleasantly surprised that they're winning every week, which is incredible. So, hey, go Bills! Awesome stuff. That and uh, yeah, of course the kid, the kids get all sorts of amazing gifts for Christmas and stuff. And I'm I do fancy myself a little bit of a gamer, not a huge game player. Uh, but my son actually got uh, an Oculus Quest Two, yeah, from Mister Santa Claus. So yeah, this thing like a VR headset, and you're like in a virtual world and stuff. And man, is it melting my head! It's amazing. Yeah, and you know you can jump into this VR world. And this game that I have on there, that's VR poker. And you can, like, play poker and blackjack and virtual reality. And you can shout across the table at people and, you know, Hey, what have you got over there? Dad, shut your face. So that's brilliant. Yes, I love it. You're in this virtual reality space. And, uh, 
you know, you see other people's avatars. It's very weird. And uh, honestly, I brought it back to piping, thinking, could this be a possibility for future competitions? You know, piping and drumming competitions held in a virtual space and VR, virtual reality. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting way ahead of myself. The technology's not there yet, I'm sure. But, oh, anyway, I've been really enjoying myself with a load of different things outside of piping and drumming. And just this past week again, of course, picking up the sticks again and lifting that chanter and just getting back, getting the hands moving again. And it's very true what they say, that rust sets in so quickly. Like, so quickly. It's ridiculous. I just sat down, lifted the sticks, and tried to play my way through the first march of the MSR that I'd learned just before Christmas. And nothing. I I couldn't play a tap. It was ridiculous. I couldn't even play a straight five or a seven-stroke roll. It was madness. And then I thought, okay, the drumming's not working. Let's lift the chanter here. Andrew Shilliday, of course, had taught me a few tunes. And, uh, you know, to pick up over Christmas and to try and have a practice at them, get them going... Uh, no, um, I ended up practicing the same two bars over and over again <laughs> until I got the phrasing right. Oh, I just don't know what it was. My hands just wouldn't move, no matter how much my brain told them. Right, we know this. We know this, guys. Why aren't you playing this? Yeah, I think um, the rust sets in very quickly. I think even Richard Park spoke about it, you know, that he has to keep his practice up, you know, to play at that top level. Otherwise, you could end up in a serious amount of trouble. So, hi, I took about two weeks off, three weeks off. And I'm not saying back to square one, but it's going to be a tough climb to get back to where I was. I don't know. Maybe that's old age. (laughs) Anyway, so we're back on the horse again. We're back practicing again. All is good with the world. And I'm back podcasting with you guys again. So there you go. A little bit of a personal update. Really enjoyed my holidays. Uh, The Christmas period, New Year's all kind of went. Yeah, as expected, all in lockdown here in the UK. So it was just me and the kids and the missus, you know. Yeah, drinking cans of beer in front of the telly like everybody else. It's been a bit depressing, but hey, that is what it is, folks, you know. Right, let's get into some actual bagpiping news, shall we? And part of our bagpiping news will actually bring in our next feature, which is Weekly Drone. Yes, we'll do it a little bit out of sequence this week, but for good reason. We have to talk about something. And our Weekly Droner actually brings it up in topic, so there we go. I wanted to give a mention then, first of all, to a little event that's happening on Sunday the 10th. Yes, I think I mentioned this on previous episode of the podcast, where drumming legend Jim Kilpatrick will be giving a free online masterclass. Yes, now this is available to percussionists aged up to 18 so yes for any of us old fogies unfortunately it's not available to us now this wasn't on the first press release apparently i had thought that it was open to all comers but now they have just restricted it to the under 18s yeah so this is just for kids uh, so you can get it on perkworks.co.uk there you are you can go and get more information of course on jim's own social media it's happening sunday the 10th of january and it's completely free yes now, what's not to love about that? So, you, if you are younger than 18 and you do want to hang out with Jim Kilpatrick online and learn from one of the best in the world, then there's your opportunity. It's totally free. Sunday, 10th of January, starting at 4 p.m. here in the UK. Go and check Jim Kilpatrick's social media for more details and on the link and everything and how you can access it. Awesome stuff. Now, I have to give a mention to everyone who was playing pipes playing tunes having wee keelys in the house and all of that sort of stuff over christmas 
and New Year's. Can I just say, all of you guys who were doing these wee performances and stuff, you are all awesome. Now, there's just far too many to mention. There were so many people uploading performance clips and stuff. People playing in the house, just having a wee tune. I have to say, you all thoroughly entertained me. It was Some of the music was incredible, actually. And, uh, yeah, some people actually got some Christmas gifts, like Kyle Howe as well. Shout out to Kyle. Yeah, Kyle got himself a brand new set of Ullen Pipes, I think. Yeah, from Fred Morrison, and he's been trying to master them. And uh, he's been uploading little, little recordings and stuff of him playing Fred Morrison tunes on these brand new pipes of his. And uh, I think it didn't take Kyle long till he got the hang of them. Let's say that because they sound blistering. It's ridiculous. So Kyle has been thoroughly entertaining us. If you haven't checked out Kyle on YouTube and that, by the way, go and check it out. Kyle's been incredibly busy over there uploading tons of performances. Uh, so well worth checking out Kyle Howe's uh, YouTube channel. Loads and loads of stuff there. Also, I have to give a mention to Ross Miller as well. He'd done a little feature rolling up to Christmas called The Twelve Pipers of Christmas, where every day he was uploading a pretty cool Christmas performance and, you know, was all full of editing and multi-tracking and humor as well oh so so brilliant i have to give a massive round of round of applause to ross <laughs> Woo, ross you're a legend my friend thank you so much for entertaining all of us over the whole christmas prayer that was so so cool and also to those bands out there as well who uploaded various different performances as well uh on new year's i think uh bucks burning district had a special hogmanay performance which was all sorts of brilliant the royal scott dragoon guards of course they had a christmas day performance a christmas eve performance and as well as a new year's eve performance as well and that was all sorts of awesome and the, there was just all sorts of different bands like preston lodge had one as well preston lodge high school were involved in having a, a you know a quick tune and a performance that was simply awesome. Uh, the Keith Highlanders, I think, as well. Uh, t- too many bands. Too many bands. I'm just going to start naming folks and people are going to get annoyed. Oh, you Rob, you didn't mention my band. Yeah, but suffice to say, over the Christmas period and New Year's, we shared out as many performances as we could as we caught them. So thank you for everyone for piping around the Christmas tree and piping in the New Year. We tried to catch as many as we could and they were all simply great crack. Now, there's a couple, actually, that really caught my particular attention that I would like to draw your attention to uh, that managed to hit the Rab Show Facebook page. You can go and check these out. So I have to give a mention to Connor Eckhart. Now, Connor has been a blistering solo piper for the longest time. Well, he actually recorded a performance of him piping around the Christmas tree, but on his TV, he had a video of Inverarian District on YouTube playing so he played along, which was simply epic. So you had Inverary on the telly, and you had Connor playing on his pipes, and it was simply brilliant. It was almost as if Inverary was in the room with him, and it was almost like a band performance. Simply brilliant. So shout out to Connor. That was so enjoyable, man. Well done. Uh, really, really enjoyed that. Also, uh, I have to give a mention to Stuart Little. Did you see what Pipe Major Stuart Little did on Christmas Eve? <laughs> It was brilliant. Yeah, Stuart Little was dressed in a Santa hat, of course, and he was playing, actually, the full key keyboard. Yeah. Well, I don't have a keyboard. The full keyboard accordion is the words I'm looking for. Played a wee rendition of Jingle Bells, and it was class. (laughs) You know, I did know that Stuart could play the, the, the accordion, but I had no idea he could play it so well. So as soon as we spotted the performance, we thought, Ooh! That's Stuart. 
you know, but whenever you kind of glance at it, you thought, ah, there's an accordionist. And you go, no, that's Stuart Little. So, yeah, shared it out there, and man, was that good. It was so, so fun. Also, I have to give a shout, actually, to someone who I've recently discovered on TikTok, of all places. Yeah, TikTok is that app where everyone kind of dances and jigs about and all that. And Yeah, TikTok is a very strange place, I suppose. But there is a side to TikTok which uh, is really enjoyable for us piping fans. It's, well, obviously, it's all about bagpipes. So shout out to Alison Crowley Duncan. Now, Alison's been over there on TikTok and has a huge following on TikTok. Now, I can't tell you just how many thousand people she has on there. Uh, but what she does over there, she actually live streams performances. Uh, so she... Obviously, throw the bagpipes under her arm and just starts playing. And live streams it all on TikTok. And it's simply brilliant. And if anything, she uploads these performances as well onto her Facebook profile as well. So, absolutely brilliant. So, I've been really enjoying uh, Alison's performances and that on TikTok. They've been a lot of fun because they're very interactive. You know, she talks back and forwards to her audience and stuff, takes requests and answers a load of questions from folks who don't know what bagpipes are. And the 101,000 requests to play Amazing Grace or Scotland the Brave. Uh, so she does it all incredibly well and fields every single question with grace, I suppose. She's been asked them about a billion times and you always get the odd idiot. Oh, do you wear a kilt, do you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, Alison, yeah, fantastic live streams. Really enjoy the performances, so well worth checking her out there on TikTok. So well worth looking at. Awesome performances. So, guys, honestly, there were so many performances over Christmas. I can't mention everyone because there was just too many. If you managed to lift a set of pipes, you lifted a chanter at all, and you played a tune over Christmas and all of that, Thank you. From all of us in the piping world, you kept us really entertained. It was just fantastic. So thank you, everyone. For those of you interested, you can go and check out the Rab Show on Facebook. Uh, We've shared out as many of those performances as we managed to catch. uh, But there were so many. So there you go. Go and entertain yourselves. There's tons of great piping content up there. Now you can go and watch and listen to your heart's content. Okay. Now, I have to give a little bit of a shout this week on the podcast to a new story that broke the national media here this last while. Max Ray, who's aged 15 from Bridge of Allen in Scotland, and we did talk about him here before on the podcast where he was playing at old folks' homes all around the UK and all in support for the Strathcarran Hospice. Well, he's continued his venture, playing from everyone from aged four up to age 90. He's been performing on doorsteps and front gardens, helping people celebrate birthdays and anniversaries, you know, by playing outdoors in their front garden while they're safe in the house. Uh, Well, he's actually managed to raise over £12,000. In fact, he's raised about £12,900 to be exact, which is enough for the hospice to run for one day solely based on his fundraising. Which is simply incredible. So I have to say a massive congratulations to Max. As I say, he's only a 15-year-old lad. He's a young fella. But he's raised an incredible amount for charity over such a difficult time too as the pandemic. So, yeah, that was a very good, feel-good story, I suppose, over the Christmas and New Year period. And uh, so shout-out to Max. You know, he's got some very proud parents, I suppose. And they've been giving statements in the media just saying just how how amazing it's been to be a part of the whole thing. But the whole thing was all Max's idea. So shout-out to you, Max. You're an absolute legend. Keep it going, mate. And, yeah, it's great to see such fundraising happening at the moment. Yeah, it's good stuff. 
Speaking of fundraising, yeah, I wondered how long it would take until I'd start talking about this. <laughs> the Kids with Cancer charity event. You Now, yes, I did tell you on previous podcasts that this is happening. We did have Gary Smith on a previous episode and he was telling us about this, that it was coming up. Well, guys, the tickets have now launched. It's live. You can go and purchase tickets for this whenever the event happens live on the 20th of February 2021, which is just around the corner, actually. So this will be starting February 20th, which is a Saturday, and it'll be 7 p.m. here in the UK. And yes, it's ticket holder only, so you do need to purchase your tickets, and you can get those through the Eventbrite website. Now, in previous years, you were able to get tickets, but they were be got direct through Gary Smith. You would have lifted the phone and phoned Gary and said, Hey, Gary, I want to buy a couple of tickets off you. And sometimes even it would have been cash in hand. Uh, but this time around, everything is being done through the Eventbrite website. Everything's being done there, so it's all secure. Nobody's payment information gets shared or none of that, nothing like that. And then what happens is, is once you get your ticket, you will get access to the event page, which eventually will have the video for you guys to tune in and watch on the 20th of February. And that's how it'll all work. So, like I said, go and purchase your tickets now. Just go and search for it on the Eventbrite website. Kids with Cancer charity event. Plus, we've shared out the link and stuff for the tickets now. I don't know how many times. I'm sure you're probably all sick of looking at it by now. Uh, But, (laughs) I don't know. This is raising money for such an incredible charity. And they really do need your support. So this is the one time a year where the piping world really does gather together and help support each other and help support other causes outside of the piping world, such as one that's deserving, such as this. Like the Children's Cancer Unit in the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast is used by families across the province, north and south. And, um, you know, it's not just the kids here that benefit from the money. It's also the families, you know, the mums, the dads, the aunts, the uncles, the people who are traveling you know for treatment and stuff and sometimes have to stay over and different things you know it's an incredible charity do a serious amount of work and especially during this time during the pandemic and everything everything has got so much more difficult and uh yeah they need every little bit of support from folks out there and uh so yeah it's great to see that the event is still happening and that the piping folk are still lending their support by seeing some of the big names on the roster yeah, we have Stephen McWhorter, of course, Garth McLee, Stephen Shedden, Willie Glenholms, Gordon Brown, Kerr McQuillan, Jamie Coffey and Jordan Bailey. And that's just your solo drummers. We also have some solo pipers, of course. We have Lincoln Hilton. Lincoln Hilton! Yeah, and we also have Stuart Little. And you never know, he might give us a tune on the accordion. You never know. <laughs> we also have Robert Watt. We have Andrew Carlyle, Ashley McMichael. Ryan Couples Mendes, and that's your solo pipers. We also have a country singer from who's really quite famous here, it's uh, Cleona Hagen. Yeah, so she'll be putting in an appearance, giving us a few songs. We also have some bands involved in this as well. Now, this is quite unique actually for this event uh, because it's obviously in the hotel. The stage isn't overly huge, and actually fitting a full band on there can be quite difficult. But seeing how this event's going to be held online, to have a band performance is actually going to be quite easier, I feel. So we have the Hassan family, of course, from Column Kill, who are going to give us a performance. We also have the County Armagh drum major class, who are going to be giving us all sorts of incredible drum major action. Looking forward to that one. Uh, we also have some pipers from the Matt Boyd Memorial. 
Go on, the mat boy. Class. Uh, we also have Tully Lagan. Of course, they'll be putting on a performance. Go on, the Lagan. New. If I didn't do that, Andrew Shalday would shout at me. Um, <laughs> shout out to St. Joseph's. They'll be there as well. We'll also have the drum corps from Rivara Pipe Band, of course. And we'll also have the mighty Wapol. Yeah, the Western Australian Police Pipe Band. Now, this one's going to be really quite unique because, well, obviously, because of their new PM, Alistair McLaren. Uh, but, yeah, we've been told that they've been working furiously behind the scenes on brand new concert material and all the rest, and possibly some competition stuff. So, this will be the first time us here in the UK will get to see Paul in action like this. So, really excited, actually, to see what they're going to bring. Can't wait for that. Also, shout out to Klaus Kelt. Go on, Klaus Kelt. Yeah, it's been the longest time, actually, since we've seen Klaus Kelt in action. So, dead excited for that. Yeah, so there you go. That's your lineup. Tickets are 20 quid, and some people have complaints saying that the price is possibly too high. But I would tell you, it's kind of cheap at twice the price. Whenever you consider this is a charity event, we are trying to raise money for a cancer centre for children. Plus, you're going to be getting hours and hours worth of piping and drumming uh, entertainment here, guys. So honestly, some of the names on this list, you could pay £20 to see them perform easily on their own you know never mind in a packed roster such as this so for more information of course go to the rab show facebook page we have shared out all the links and stuff from where you can grab your tickets uh, but also go to the eventbrite.co.uk website and just search for it kids with cancer charity event and you'll find it and go and get your tickets and avoid disappointment it's going to be an all sorts of a incredible night i can't wait for it All right, swiftly moving on. I have to give a plug, actually, to local here in Northern Ireland, to the Mid-Ulster Council. Yes, Mid-Ulster Council here, even though despite lockdown and all of that kind of rubbishness at the moment, they're launching a bit of an initiative. They're, They're launching free piping and drumming online tuition. For everyone. (laughs) For absolutely everyone. So if you're young or old, experienced or a total beginner, if you've ever thought about lifting the pipes or the drums, for that matter, then yeah, there is free tuition available for you thanks to the music service for pipes and drums here in Northern Ireland and, of course, through the Mid-Ulster Council here in Northern Ireland. So for more information, of course, you can go and check out the music service for pipes and drums on social media. They have all the contact details up there and how you can avail of this and when it's to start and all of that. It's an incredible initiative and I think it's possibly one of the first I've seen here in Northern Ireland where a district council actually supports such a venture. So, fantastic. And if anything, we really hope that more councils actually take up the challenge because we normally find that happens, that one council area would do something cool like this for the piping scene and then others would jump on board too. Go, oh, well, well, we're doing it too. And we're doing it too. Well, brilliant. You know, the more free tuition, the better. Yeah. So if you are interested, like I said, go and check it online. We've shared all the details, of course, on the Rab Show Bake Book page. They're all up there now. How to get your free lessons. All sorts of awesome. All right. Now, let's get into another little bit of negative news, shall we? Yes, it was announced, of course, that the Metro Cup has had to pull the plug. Yes. Now, the whole event was all due to happen in February, and, uh, yeah, the whole Metro Cup weekend has regretfully had to pull the plug. Now, we did kind of see this coming. 
Unfortunately, the way the current climate is at the moment, it's incredibly difficult to run any kind of an event. Obviously, by this stage in the game, we would have been looking forward to Winter Storm and things like that. So whenever we see Winter Storm had already pulled the plug a good few months ago, in fact, and then we were clinging on to hope that the Metro Cup would still happen. Well, no, that isn't going to happen. So, yeah... I don't know, guys, what the future of the Metro Cup will be. They're asking people to continue to donate to them and obviously try and help for future events and stuff. So they provided details of their PayPal and things like that where you can still donate to the event and hopefully hopefully we'll see a Metro Cup in 2022 with a bit of luck. Uh, but for more information, of course, you can check out the Metro Cup all on social media. It's horrible news when you hear of such a huge event as the Metro Cup having to pull the plug for a bit. Thanks to the global pandemic. Fantastic. <laughs> so, as much as we're hearing negative news from events like the, the Metro Cup pulling the plug, unfortunately, we're also hearing some positive news as well from the likes of New Zealand. Now, we do know that New Zealand, of course, have just been announced as COVID-free. So, we're actually hoping for a season there in New Zealand. Uh, so, there's been some announcements, actually, some competition dates, actually. Uh, January 30th is the Turakina Highland Games. We have Pipes in the Park on the 27th of February. The 6th of March is the Centre Contest, I think. I think that's in Martin. I think my show notes is right. Uh, but then, of course, we have the New Zealand Nationals to look forward to, and that's the 19th and 20th of March. Now, hope on hope that everything still does go ahead, and we are looking forward to the New Zealand Nationals, and, uh, yeah, hoping that it'll all be live-streamed so we can kind of live precariously through you guys down there in New Zealand. Uh, it's brilliant to see, actually, that the piping scene is still thriving and doing well, in New Zealand and in Australia as well, because us here in the UK at the moment, uh, not so much, not so much. Uh, things here in the UK actually have been really quite crap. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second or two. But first of all, I wanted to give a plug to another event that has just opened its doors, although this one is a virtual event that I really wanted to mention. It's the Ohio Scottish Games Solo Piping and Drumming and quartet competition this one's going to be ran online of course and for more information as always you can check out uh, our big grab show facebook page we have all of that up there or you can check uh, as it entry.net i think is where you can actually put your entry forms in registration closes for the event on january 31st and all of your video submissions have to be in uh, in the week uh, through february 5th to uh, february 7th actually if i'm reading this correct now the event itself is going to be judged uh, by some top names in the piping game, like including in the piping, uh, we have Barry Conway, we have Craig Monroe in there as well, with Derek Midgley, Callum McDonald, too many names to mention. We also have a drumming, a drumming judge, which would be Stephen Crichton. We have bass and tenor being judged by Mike Cole. Now, some big names, including the piping there as well, which I didn't mention. Uh, but, yeah, the whole event, of course, will be run online. If you are interested in keeping the sticks moving in that chanter playing, then go and check that out. It's up on the Rab Show Facebook page right now. All the details about the Ohio Scottish Games, solo piping and drumming and quartet competitions coming up. Also, I have to give a little mention this week to Wake and District and their band competition that they had. Man, can I just say what a competition that was? It was incredible. And I have to give a massive congratulations to Wake and District, to Joe Brady and everybody there at the Mighty Wake. 
what a what a competition, man! It was insane. So well done, and yeah, for everyone there, you can go and check out Wake and District YouTube channel. I think they have all the performances up there now from all the bands. And grat- congratulations to all the prize winners and stuff. I'm not going to sit here and read a list to you who won what uh, because the competition was a wee while ago. Uh, but you can go and have a look at it. I had the honour that I would have to say to uh, announce the prizes. Um, to say I was a little bit nervous was an understatement. It's something I've never done, you know, be like an official announcer or anything. So I'm so petrified of getting it wrong. Can you just imagine if I read out the wrong band had won? God, what a disaster that would be. So the guys at Wake had a lot of faith in me. <laughs> so thank you guys. And thankfully, I didn't mess it up. So, yeah, it was an honor to be a part of it. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to hoping they're going to do another one next year, possibly. So that'd be great. Also, uh, shout out to Joe Brady and the guys at Wick. They actually sent me a little bit of a care package uh, with uh, some Nutty Buddies in there. Now, I've never had a Nutty Buddy bar before in my life. and I can't even remember where I was talking to Joe about this. I think it was in a Zoom call or something. And I might have dropped it into conversation that I've never had a Nutty Buddy. And there, the guys at Wake sent me some over to try. Now, I was also told to freeze them, chuck them in the freezer, and these Nutty Buddy uh, chocolate bars are just awesome frozen. And I have to agree, yes. <laughs> Threw them in the freezer, and they were incredible. Uh, so, yeah, they sent us over some Wake merch, which was awesome. I'm actually wearing some of it now. Yeah, and I'm also, yeah, Wake and District hats and stuff. It was very, very cool of you guys. So thank you very much for that. Very, very thoughtful. Uh, yeah, nice wee Christmas gift from them all. So it was awesome stuff. Just wanted to give them a shout to say a massive thank you. So, yeah, I want to get into something now on Weekly Drone that you guys know is coming. We have to talk about the future of the piping world. You know, in 2021... New Year's came, fireworks and all the rest, big countdown, woohoo, happy new year, all that stuff. And we're all filled with hope. And then here in the UK, especially, things have gone from bad to worse to absolutely terrible. We're starting to hear now the daily death toll is in the thousands and the infection rates is in the tens, the 20 of thousands. The infection rates here for COVID-19 have gone through the roof because obviously there's a brand new strain of it, apparently, and every man and their horse is catching it. And um, as a result, obviously, the death toll is rising and at an exponential rate. Our hospitals are struggling. ICU units are filled to bursting. And people, yeah, we are all in lockdown, full lockdown, in fact. Ourselves here in Northern Ireland, we've been in lockdown for a while now. I think a couple of weeks before Christmas, uh, we had a full lockdown announced. Then we were let out, I suppose, to go and do some Christmas shopping. And everyone in Northern Ireland did just that. We all left our homes. We went out Christmas shopping. We got in all of our food, our supplies, our Christmas gifts and stuff. And then, oh, everyone's catching COVID now. Oh, crap. Well, maybe we shouldn't have opened the doors. And, uh, mm. Yeah, lockdown. And schools are closed. We're back to homeschooling again. Nobody can legally leave their home. It's pretty scary. Really quite terrifying times over here. There is an 8pm curfew, especially here in Northern Ireland. I don't know if that's the same anywhere else in the UK. Uh, But yeah, we have an 8pm curfew. And if you are out of your house after 8pm going somewhere, you, you can be stopped and asked, where are you going? Why are you out of your home? And also... 
there's a 10-mile travel restriction. So I think that's, I don't know if it's law, but it's certainly a guide that you're not allowed to travel any further than 10 miles from your house. And it has to be for medical reasons or if you're out doing your grocery shopping or something like that. Or, you know, you have to have a really specific reason to be out traveling. All incredibly depressing times. Kids as well, obviously, being locked indoors all through Christmas, all through New Year's, and even now still don't get to see their pals. And in some cases, we're talking about cancellations of exams and stuff. It's all incredibly stressful. And, of course, us in the piping scene, we are thinking to ourselves, we got an announcement from RSPBA around the end of November, start of December, that, you know, the first major's in May. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I have my doubts. (laughs) I did tell you guys not to go and book travel arrangements just yet. Yes, we were getting all this positive news that things were moving in the right direction. But then suddenly, wham, all of this really seemed to start going wrong. And we're smack bang in the middle of lockdown now. So, yeah, where is the future of our piping world? I don't know. But this week, we have a weekly drone from a weekly droner out there who uh, is talking about the very same thing. The Weekly Drone A bit of perspective. I just want to express my own thoughts regarding pipe bands and competition during the COVID-19 pandemic. For me, if this pandemic has taught me anything, it is that pipe bands are far bigger than any competition. Pipe bands are about the music and camaraderie more than anything. We may moan about the many months of practice we do, but we do it because we love the music. And on the whole, we are playing music in amongst our friends and a lot of cases, family. We often talk about our pipe band family. This really is so important, more so now than ever. The biggest boost before Christmas this year was our pipe band Zoom quiz. How many times did we mention anything related to the pipes or drums? Zero. We just enjoyed posting ridiculous selfies from a scavenger hunt or answering a number of ridiculously festive questions. Now to my main point. Do we really want to push through a competitive season? with potentially no supporters and testing involved. I am deeply saddened even by the thought of this. Our governing body have a duty of care to keep us safe and also informed at every step of their decision-making process. With the latest lockdowns imposed on all areas of the United Kingdom, they are quite frankly kidding themselves and the least we deserve is some transparency. Yes, the RSPBA relies on fees for cash flow. But what have they actually done to merit these fees for 2021? It really is a shame that they have not embraced online competition. I struggle to see what would be wrong with a summer-winter series of competition with new online titles. Is it a completely level playing field? No. Do I get my entry fee refunded if my band endures a sudden downpour at Paisley? No. 
My band was extremely excited for our first year in a new grade for 2020. But please, we'd appreciate better communication and joined up thinking more than anything right now. Yes, pipe band competitions have been run solely by the RSPBA for a huge number of years, but the association is nothing without its member bands. The Weekly Drone Hmm, there you go, Weekly Drone. I don't know about you guys, but it's great to hear Aaron McElwain's voice back on the show again. <laughs> it's been a few weeks. Uh, so, yeah, Weekly Drone there, and I have to completely agree with that Weekly Droner. Uh, so thank you for sending that in. Um, yes, the association is nothing without the member bands. And, you know, this is such a huge topic area that we will be dedicating an entire episode to this next week. We'll be talking all about the future of the piping world and where we see the piping scene in 2021. There's a lot to unpack here. And I think our weekly droner has said it best that, you know, that the piping world is so much more than just competition. It's the music and it's people. And that's a lot, you know, to consider whenever, you know, over the last I don't know how long, especially as you know, as long as I can remember, we have been competitors. We've been competing against each other. And in some cases there's some real rivalries there. You know, some bands hate each other. Uh, but now all of this pandemic has happened, it's kind of polarised the whole piping scene and we've really gathered together. Like I was saying there about the, the Kids With Cancer charity event, so many people now are pulling together to help support each other, you know? And our piping scene, as we found, is quite a fragile one. You know, when you shut down venues and gigs don't happen anymore or competitions can't happen because you can't have large public gatherings, then what happens? And what we found is that bands really start to look inwards and try to keep their membership involved and to keep everyone connected. And that's where ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we feel we fall into place. We hope that we keep you guys connected in some form or other by keeping you updated on what's happening in the piping world, by being a bit of a, a source of news or a bit of a focus for folks out there, I suppose. Uh, but uh, there's a lot to unpack Whenever we consider where the piping scene is going to be in 2021, it's kind of a double-edged sword. There's where we hope it will be and what we would love to see happen, but then there's also the stark reality of what could actually be possible, what would be allowable, and how do we keep everyone safe? You know, essentially, we could fling the gates open tomorrow and we could have another competition again, you know, as soon as bands are ready. But, um... Yeah, could we do it safely, you know, and not put everyone's life at risk? There's a lot to unpack here. Now, there's been a lot of different websites out there, and editorial pieces have been published in pipesdrums.com, piping press, bagpipenews.com. There's been a lot of different, like, yeah, opinion pieces, I suppose, have been published, all with various different degrees of extreme. Some people saying it'll never happen, it's terrible. 2021, you will forget about it. We're not going into the competition circle until at least 2040. <laughs> and you get some other opinion pieces that are saying, this is an opportunity for change. Some websites, in fact, I think it was pipesdrums.com, were actually suggesting scrapping the MSR, saying that it's outdated and that that format of competition is no longer required and that bands should delve into the world of what the Breton bands do. 
and would have a whole orchestra behind them. You know, with like 15 bass drums, kettle drums, someone there with maracas and shakers and all of that sort of stuff laid out in concert formation with guitars and bass and keyboards and all this stuff. Yeah, it's a cool idea and all, but you do kind of lose the traditional element of it. And I do feel that there's room to hide in a medley performance sometimes for some some players. You can hide in a medley, whereas in an MSR, there's no room to hide at all. You know, you can you can either play Highland Wedding correctly or you can't. There, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, I just picked that chin out of my head there. But um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of different varying opinions on where people think the you know the piping scene will be in twenty twenty one, and we want to get all our ducks in a row before we actually present it here in the podcast, which is why it's going to be next week's pod. So. Guys, right now, at this point in the show, we want to reach out to you. Following this week's Weekly Drone, we want to know your opinions on where you see the piping world, the piping scene. Where is it going to be in 2021? How do you guys see things shaking down? Email us in your opinions, as always. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That email address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. We would really love to know your opinions. Of course, wherever you're listening to this right now, you can drop us a Facebook message, a tweet. Do you think the piping season will be back in any shape or form here in the UK? Will we even have a World Championships especially with all of the restrictions on international travel and that at the moment. Now, as we've seen here in the UK, especially here locally in Northern Ireland, we're seeing that schools and all of these kind of places are all shut now until at least the end of March. Now, whenever you consider bands can't physically group together and practice through that time, we're talking that the earliest we could see bands possibly getting together be in April, if we're lucky, And the RSPBA headquarters have told us that the first major is in May, the following month. And bands have had a whole year of zero practice. I I don't hold much, much hope for bands actually hitting the circle for the first major, if I'm brutally honest. Um... That's just a fact. Uh, But you guys, I'm sure, can tell me this is stuff that Rab got wrong. Now, of course, ourselves in the Rab Show wouldn't be us if we didn't do our due due diligence. We have reached out to both uh, the RSPBA at branch level here in Northern Ireland, but also to headquarters to see if we can get someone to come on the show and actually talk to us full transparency and actually give you guys the story. What's going on? What will we expect in 2021? You know, we do know at the moment that our associations, both at branch level and at headquarters level, they're furiously working hard behind the scenes. And this pandemic has just served them quite a devastating blow. This this week, with all of the government announcements of lockdown and such, it's really pulled the rug out from under them. So we really want to know what's going on with our association and just what can people expect. But we also want to know your opinions out there, folks. Just what would you feel comfortable with, I suppose? Would you even want to go to a competition if the gates were to open in June or July? Would you feel safe enough? That's a huge question in itself, you know? Never mind, do you want to go and play in a band and join a competition? Would you actually go out the door and feel safe? 
Now, obviously, there is a road out. There's a light at the end of the tunnel here with the vaccine. Here in the UK, we currently have two of them, I believe. There's the one that has to be stored at minus 70, and the other one you can just chuck in the back of your fridge. So there's two vaccines on the go. I'm not a scientist. I'm certainly not a political correspondent or anything like that. I haven't really been keeping up with it. Uh, But they are rolling it out slowly. It's very slowly rolling out, I suppose. And we do hope that this will be the eventual light at the end of the tunnel with this vaccine and then everyone will get their jab and we're all happy we're all grand again uh, but i don't know how long will that take will it take the rest of this year the rest of next year who knows but guys we want to know your opinions email us in big grab show at gmail.com is our email address and next week we will be tackling the huge topic of where our piping scene will be in 2021 or at least where we hope it will be Anyway, yeah, a huge topic, a huge, huge topic, no doubt. So, yeah, get involved. All right, I have to give a little plug, actually, for a brand new product that was launched. Good friend of the show there, Matthew Shaw, of course, lead tipper of the mighty Ravara, has launched a brand new practice pad. Yes. Now, this is, you know, something really quite exciting. He launched this just on December 30th, I think, just before New Year's. Uh, He's called it the MS Balance Drum Pad. Now, this is a brand new drum pad completely developed by Matthew. And, yeah, but the look and the sound of these drum pads, man, look fantastic. Now, they are available through Matthew Shaw Drumming. You can check them out on social media. Uh, What makes them unique is that they can be completely personalized with your own band logo, your nickname on them, whatever you want printed on there. He can do it. And also, these things kind of screw on to like a camera stand. You know, like a tripod, you would put a camera on. So you don't need one of these fancy drum harness kind of stand things that you need for other kind of, you know, brands of drum pad. This one will just swivel on and stick onto a camera tripod stand, which, yeah, honestly, brilliant. So if you are standing there in a line full of drummers, you don't have to spend an absolute fortune getting yourself a stand for your drum pad. So fantastic stuff. So while we're checking them out, go and have a look. Matthew Shaw Drumming, uh, the brand new MS Balance drum pad. It looks all sorts of awesome. So shout out to Matthew. Looking forward to actually getting a look at those and maybe having a wee rattle on one myself. You never know. So there you go. All right, I have to give a mention then to the Red Hot Chili Pipers because in 2022, next year, the Red Hot Chilies celebrate 20 years on the road. Can you believe it? The Chilies are 20 years old next year, which is insane. So, yeah, they've actually released dates right now for their 20th anniversary tour. Now, this is all kicking off in the United Kingdom here on April the 28th all the way through to June 3rd. And there's dates all over the UK, including London, Blackpool, Newcastle, Nottingham, Birmingham, all sorts of They're all over the places. So, yeah, for more information, go and check out the Chilies on social media. They've put up all these tour dates. And here's hoping in 2022 when gigs finally reopen their door again then we'll be able to enjoy some chilies. Yeah, celebrating 20 years on the road, man. 20 years? I'm, I'm starting to feel so old now. They can't believe the chilies are two years old. Ridiculous. Anyway, guys, I think that's pretty much it for all the news and updates and stuff. There's been so much, in fact, over this past three weeks. There's bound to be something I've missed. So if there is something I've missed, apologies. You can always email us in, as always, and say, Hey, you missed that one. Stuff that Rab got wrong. You know what I mean? Email us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Of course, we really want to know your opinions ahead of next week's podcast, folks, about where you see the future of the piping scene 
2021. It's going to be an interesting conversation, I'd say, next week. So, yeah, we want to know your thoughts. Anyway, I think it's that point in the show, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is that point in the show. Yeah, it's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com Your one-stop shop for all of your piping and drumming needs. Thanks to the continued support of their friends and customers throughout the years, Lone Star Piper is now the official retailer for R.G. Hardy in the United States of America. From custom hand-sewn Gallic-themed kilts and uniforms to R.G. Hardy and Henderson bagpipes, LoneStarPiper.com has you covered from head to toe. With R.G. Hardy's extensive line of products, they have everything you need to be successful on or off the grass. If you have any questions about any of the products they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com, helping champions look and sound their best. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBE. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. McClellan Bagpipes From North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan From Uist in Scotland They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making using the finest materials, employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution. Including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLaren Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time and, yeah, as you've guessed by the title of this week's episode we have quite an incredible interview with uh, a bit of a piping legend mr brian martin now for those of you who don't know who brian is brian is kind of a mainstay in the field marshal montgomery camp he's been there in the fm machine since the early days like i'm talking really early 90s like well before the debut days so brian has been part of the field marshal montgomery from the outset and you know for the longest time as long as i can remember so brian's been there and uh yeah he's got a few stories to tell us and uh <laughs> it's really quite an incredible interview to catch up with brian and honestly it's a great opportunity to chat to him um so yeah he tells us a bit about his pipe and history his experience with fm 
And also, he's decided now to kind of take a step back from the field marshal machine and all of that. So we talk about his decision and, you know, to step away and everything. Uh, So, yeah, quite an incredible interview coming up. So I have to say, first of all, huge thank you to Brian. Because this conversation was all sorts of great crack. And as always, uh, for those of you who want to check out the video, you can. It's going to be uploaded onto your YouTube channel, possibly within the next couple of days. So for those of you who want to catch our lovely faces, it'll be on the Big Rab Show YouTube channel. So without further ado, let's welcome to the podcast, Brian Martin. So welcome to the podcast. A guy actually that we've been really mad keen to speak to for a while. So it's awesome that you're here. Welcome to the show, Brian Martin. How are you, Brian? Thank you very much, Rob, for having me. Yeah, I'm well. Um, all things considered, during COVID, um, I'm pretty well. Kids are well, so yeah, life is pretty good. Good stuff. Good stuff. And I—that's that, what I was going to start the conversation with. Basically, is uh, obviously you're a piper with Field Marshal Montgomery, and uh, I think in a previous episode we did actually hear from your pipe major and basically saying that you guys had a bit of a break over lockdown. Yeah, <clears throat> I think like most bands, Rob, um, I think we're really just tied to the government guidelines. Um, and, you know, from the end of last season, the band really hasn't had the chance, unfortunately, to get together. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, you know, speaking to other friends from other bands, it seems to be the same worldwide, really. Nah, that's it indeed. Uh, so, But we're going to get into exactly why we're talking to you on this week's episode. But first of all, for those living internationally in that, for, who may not know you, Brian, uh, I have done a little bit of my own research here. <laughs> I know you give me a little bit of a background, but I have done my own kind of digging. Um, right. I didn't know that you actually started piping at the age of nine. So that's, that's kind, right. of, kind of similar to myself. I lifted the sticks when I was nine. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was kind of lucky because uh, my oldest brother, Ian, he played in Rafi Pipe Band. And I was kind of dragged along as part of the, the car journey to pick him up. Um, and I remember sitting in Rafi Band Hall and basically when I was nine, I just got the bug. Um, and ever since then, I'm, I'm still going. <laughs> That's it. And the rest is history, as they say. So Pretty much. if you don't mind, I'm going to blow your head up here. Something shocking. 11 world titles with Field Marshal, 62 majors, and you were also there, of course, for the two now famous Grand Slams by FM. And I don't know, you you had actually given me a note saying that you actually managed to miss 2011's world. Yeah. Do, do you want to tell us what happened there? But Why did you miss that world championship? I missed that actual season, believe it or not. Um, oh, the whole season? Yeah, so no. not a great season to miss, actually, because that would have been the third Grand Slam. Yeah, that um, was a great year for FM. <laughs> sure was. Um, but I was. And I was there cheering them on all the way. So basically, I had my appendix taken out. Um, and I was advised... Um, I actually met David Russell, um, Freddie's son. He's a, um, actually now a consultant orthopedic surgeon, I forget that right. Um, so it was him that actually said to me, listen, don't think about piping for a year. Um, and thankfully I hated his advice, but yeah, it wasn't, wasn't the best year to, to miss, unfortunately. No, 2011 was a very strong year for the band, so I'm sure it was difficult to sit out for that. But yeah, getting your appendix out as an adult is no joke, you know? No, it, it was one of those I just thought it was a bad steak from the night before, and actually, <laughs> I phoned Richard, believe it or not, it was the day that we were due to go to Birmingham, right, championships, yes. and I said, I don't think I'm going to make it because I've got a grip on my arm. Mm. Um, and yeah, that, that was basically it. And then I missed the next season, basically. 
There you go. So throughout all of your time with Field Marshal Montgomery, the reason why we have you on this week's show is because now you've announced that you're actually stepping away. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, from all of your time in FM, why step away now at this point? I suppose it's not a decision I've taken lightly. You know, I'm about 45 now. I've done 31 years with Field Marshal. Mm. I'm very fortunate in terms of the number of prizes I've won over the years, made tremendous amount of friends. And um, to be completely honest, uh, Jack, son, is now 12 um, and a very talented footballer. Mm. So I'm actually enjoying watching him train and as for Jamara, local team, and they have a brilliant setup. So yeah. um, I'm one of those dads now cheering on from the sideline. And then Lottie, seven, um, and she's just really started playing piano and stuff. So I think I'm going to be a taxi uh, man for the next <laughs> period of time. So yeah. it was kind of that. And then I suppose lockdown as well. You know, it's like anything when you miss full season. Yeah. And then you're kind of wondering, you know what, is there going to be a season next year? And I just thought, you know what, well, time's right. You know, I've had a, ma- a magical journey with Bill Marshall. And yeah, it's a bit of a wrench, but certainly I think it's the right time for me. That's it indeed. And like you say, you know, with over 30 years at the top flight, you know, that's you've bound up some wealth of experience there, Brian. I've got a load of questions I want to ask you about that. Sure. But as as much as about your time with bands, but you've also had a bit of a storied solo career as well. Do you want to tell us about any highlights in your solo career? Yeah, um, I suppose that the the main highlight for me was actually winning the Malahide solos in two thousand and one. Yeah. Um, and the reason that really stands out is because. Robert Watt was by far the most talented player that we had at that stage. And I was always second to him. Um, and <laughs> he won any in All-Ireland and I was second. Um, so the Malahide solos was kind of, kind of a new event. Um, it's kind of added on on the Friday night before the, the band. Yeah. Championship on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I actually won the championship um, in Malahide. And my sort of, thing that I can retire on as Ian McClellan was the judge that night. Um, so I've signed out now <laughs> probably ever since. <laughs> That's, if anything, I do remember that happening at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I remember the talk on the park then after that. Just, oh, did you see hear what happened last night? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and I have to say, Trevor Bucky and I had a good night on the Friday night. And uh, I was a wee bit tender, I have to say, on Saturday before the Oh, band. dear, dear, dear. Oh, no, sure, sure Trevor would never drink, Brian. Trevor would Not never. at all. Not at no, all. No, no, no. <laughs> all very sensible. Uh, so can I ask then, for being at that level for so long, you know, that had mm. bound to have took some amount of work and sacrifice, Brian, to keep that going. Yeah, <clears throat> I think when you work under Richard Parks, um, anybody that's played with him, would say that he is just an absolute perfectionist um, and certainly a genius in my eyes. So mm. I think to be with him for a 31-year journey, you know, um, yes, obviously there was a bit of talent there when I started off, but, you know, if you don't work hard and feel martial, then you simply don't play. So yeah. many and many years of practice and, you know, going to band practice and competitions, um, and I've been very fortunate because not even just competitions. I've you know, travelled with a band. I've been, you know, America, Canada, France, Belgium, all around Scotland, all around England. So, you know, thanks to Richard leading the band, it's been a 
amazing experience. Ah, superb, superb. So can I ask then, you mentioned the legend himself. What is yeah. he like as a pipe major in the band hall? Now that, <laughs> now, now that you're away from the band, you can say whatever you like, you know? Good reason. <laughs> um, yeah, Richard's what you see um, on the outside as, as well as what we see on the inside. He's a, a guy that's just absolutely formidable. Um, I would always liken him to Alexis or Alex Ferguson and that, you know, he's won so many titles, mm. both solo and band-wise, but you know what? He's never satisfied. Um, in fact, when I spoke to him about my decision, I said to him, listen, are you not content now you've got 12? He's like, not a bit of me. <laughs> he, said, he said, it's great that I'm 12 with a legend Ian McClellan, but you know what? I'm going for 13. Ah, and I, I think that sums the guy up. Does. You know, he just is a serial winner. He is just relentless. He's the best pipe user that I've um, obviously ever had for and in my eyes the best pipe major in the world there you go and it is that drive and determination that kind of you know it drives players such as yourself to constantly try to win but also yeah. you know, people like richard you know to bring the best out in folks yeah do you, think, do you think he does that at practice you know or does he like constantly yell and scream at people or do you know what i mean um i think that richard demands respect mm-hmm. um and actually i listened to his speech when he accepted um, one of his doctorates, now he's Dr. Dr. Richard Parks, right. <laughs> MBA. Um, and one of the things I thought was really insightful was how much he credited Riff. Um, you know, he said about um, he has a partner basically for life. Um, yeah. And, you know, those of us that have known Richard for 31 years probably never thought he would ever get married because we thought he was married to the bagpipes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Riff obviously herself is quite an incredible person because she's prepared to live with somebody like that. Um, and, you know, he's got that behind him. So, you know, I'll, I'll see Richard continuing for many years. Yeah. That's it indeed. I'd, I'd shown no signs of slowing at all. None definitely. whatsoever. <laughs> so I have to ask yourself, Brian, with all of your time playing in Field Marshal, being part of that machine and having that tone there, was there ever a moment standing in the circle with the guys and you just took a moment to yourself to look around and think, look at where I am right now? Have you, yeah, did you ever do that? Several times. Um, <laughs> and, and, and even since, you know, I've had some nice messages um, since I've said I'm calling it a day. And like one of my earliest memories was uh, watching the legendary draft by police. Um, yeah. you know, marching out of Ballahouston Park with 12 pipers and the sound is like 25 pipers. <laughs> so never, never ever did I think I would ever play at that level, never mind win on a lot of competitions. Mm. So, um, and then the other thing that I always remember was, you know, Phil Marshall was doing well, we were coming to the top and then the first person he came across was Scott Drummond and like, what an amazing player. Like I've played yeah. inside Lots of really good players, but Scott, in my eyes, was a notch above everybody. His pipes were immense. Um, His ability, you know, was just... And then the other thing about Scott was he's such a nice guy. Um, He's an absolute (laughs) head the ball, but one of my best (laughs) friends in pipe bands. So I think when we started attracting the caliber of Scott Drummond to the band, it was like, oh, my God, you know, this is a guy that... And my eyes is as good a player as Stuart Little. Um, and, and if he wanted, other than family commitments, he probably could have been as successful as Stuart on the solo front. 
There you go. I have to agree. Definitely mm. an outstanding player and a top guy too. Always oh, got yeah. a great story for the ones that I can't broadcast. <laughs> I have to say as well. No, no, you can't. You can't really broadcast many of Scott's stories or no. text messages. He would send you. But <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly is. Yeah. Um, so, but Brian, it, honestly, it's bittersweet because honestly, we want to say thank you for all of the incredible performances for all the years. You know, thank, thank you. you for the music. Um, yep. But that's it. It's the end of a journey. But are you slamming the door shut? Is that it for piping now? Um, I wouldn't say so. I've announced recently that I'm up for teaching people. Um, oh, right. You know, the the person that started me in my journey, excuse me, was uh, the late great Freddie Russell. Yeah. And kind of, I suppose, is more mature. I think, you know what? Freddie gave me so much. Um, he taught a dynasty of the who's who's of the piping world. Totally, and, yeah. And mm-hmm. you know what, I just thought it would be very selfish of me just to, you know, get into the horizon and not give them something back. So I've offered that. Mm-hmm. And then, I think the Gamefin and Piping, I still love it. Um, like I recently got Alistair Dunn to actually um, up my lorry pipes. Um, he's done an incredible job and so did Jonathan Lambert from, for me from um, mm-hmm. RG Hardy. So, they get those pipes back. They look brand new. Um, I'm waiting Glenn Ross pen on a new bag for me. I've got Mark Tolins, drone rage ready to go. So, go. yeah, I, I can't say I'll be setting the pipes down anytime soon. <laughs> well, when you get a setback like that, you can't just turf them in the box and forget about them. No, no well, to be honest, again, I was incredibly lucky because about 25 years ago, um, me and my dad decided to invest in a set of pipes. And at that stage, shepherd pipes were like, lovely glossy magazines and yeah, I was yeah. thinking yeah something with silver on it would look lovely and then fortunately I said to Richard I'm thinking of buying a set of pipes mm-hmm. don't buy a brand new set of pipes he said leave it with me and incredibly then he got me a set of Dr. Angus McDonald's um, pipes um, wow. a set that he played a set of lorry pipes right. and uh, I remember Norman Dodds actually sent me when I went to him for tuition he said the bass drone on those pipes is just awesome. So, again, oh. very lucky. I spent 1500 on those pipes, and I think they're worth a few bit more now. I would, I would say so. That's like a, a piece of history on your shoulder there. Yeah, yeah it, it, it did feel like that because, you know, I suppose it's a gamut when somebody sends you, and he was incredibly generous. He actually sent the pipes over and right. said, play away at them. And he says, I don't want any money until you think they're okay. Oh, and I was like talking to Angus McDonald's, like, right, okay. <laughs> well, do we put in fear, say at least? Yeah. And then once I got them, and then Richard heard them, he was like, geez. There you go. You've got yourself a set there, keep them. Yeah, yeah. definitely. There you go. So, Brian, I have to say, for anyone out there who's interested in lessons and stuff, is there any way for folks to get a hold of you then? Uh, to, yeah, know, well, pick up any opportunities? Yeah, pretty much. I'm quite active on Facebook, um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, so you know anybody that wants to contact me, um, you know I'm, I'm on email, so um, I've got a mobile phone, so <laughs> basically anybody that wants it. No, it's, it's been to be fair quite slow, I think, because of COVID. And but again, I'm happy to do things over like we're doing tonight, you know, over the the airways. So yeah. yeah, anybody that's interested, give me a shout. Superb. And I'm just making a note for myself here. Actually, if anyone was to contact ourselves on the Big Rab Show, you know, we we can direct you as yeah, well. Yeah, you know, perfect. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So I have to ask. This is a huge question now, Brian, and it's a difficult one to answer. 
but have you had a most memorable moment in all of your career uh, playing with <coughs> FM and all your previous bands as well? Is there any moment that really stands out to you? Uh, well, it's funny. Recently, I was watching the 1992 video, um, and actually, it was my father at Ticket, and it's, mm-hmm. it's quite famous around the world because um, it was the first time at FM I've seen on the worlds, and practically, when you watch that video, Northern Ireland is walking behind us. It just yeah. felt like that. <laughs> and then there's a moment in that video where we break into the circle of Ballyhusen Park. Um, Billy Maxwell is in the middle of the trophy. Um, Tommy Miller was dancing about, <laughs> and then, and then Freddie um, comes over and shakes my hand, and you know that just made oh, the day. There you go. So that Pretty that's awesome. even harking back all the way down to the, the the debut days and all of that yeah. as well. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Do you remember much about the recording of debut? I have to say it was kind of so influential on my own playing. From that day, I thought I want to play an FM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think what was hard about the studio recordings was you could retake. So, and Richard yeah. being the perfectionist, I think we were there at midnight most nights for about three weeks, probably. <laughs> um, whereas all the live ones, you know, you don't get that chance back. You know, it's pretty yeah. much live. And, you know, Richard then would pick which track was on the final cut. I see. Our debut was a marathon. I would say so. I have that impression, you know, Richard. Nope, yeah. do it again, do it again, do it again. And like he went into the booth and put the headphones on, and right. then he would come out, and we'd be like, he was like, no, I'll need to do it again. That's brilliant. So, but if anything, you know, it has paid dividends. You know, as you say, oh, yeah. so many world titles, so many major championships. Do you, well, as a member of FM, did you ever get tired of winning it's a kind of a stupid question to ask but did you ever um, feel that no i think i'm a bit like richard it is like a drug um like richard said to me a number of times there is no better feeling when you're standing at the world championships where the bands are performed out of their skin mm. and the results are about to red out like nothing will replace that feeling even just the yeah. fact that you think we're in my shot and even the hairs are standing up on my arms now, even thinking about it yeah, yeah. and talking about it. And uh, <laughs> that moment when you're called out the world champions, like all that work that goes on all winter, is just it's like what a feeling. That's it. It's worth it all in the end. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> well, Brian, I've said it already, but thank you so much for the music and that, you know, the, all of your incredible years with FM. It's a testament to you. And just you've thoroughly entertained us. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. Um, I have to ask you some big rap show staples, though, before I let you go. Okay. Uh, can you uh, tell us what is your favorite cheese? Uh, cheddar, I would say. Probably a boring answer, but cheddar, yeah. That's not boring at all. <laughs> would it be a Coleraine cheddar or something like that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and the ones Good that man. they're actually sliced, I don't like having to cut up. Cause I'm I'm, lazy, so. Yes, I'm just as lazy. <laughs> I, I, yeah, give it to me sliced. None of this blood yep. nonsense. Uh, also, pineapple on pizza. Would you be a fan? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Really? Yeah, what? and some ham on there as well. So Lottie is, loves pizza. So yeah, <laughs> pineapple definitely. Fantastic. And then one last question. Um, have you seen the current fashion trend in pipe bands with yellow flashes? Would you be a fan of yellow flashes? I haven't seen it, but I don't like the sound of that at all. Uh, no, I think it's a If they were red, white, and black for Man United, then absolutely. There you go. <laughs> so am I right in thinking that, you know, you are a bit of a soccer fan? You are a Man United fan, yeah? 
Yeah, ever since I was no high, my brother and myself have been diehard Man United fans. So, again, that's another good side of being a field marshal. So many of my friends were Liverpool fans and tortured <laughs> me through the 70s, or sorry, 80s. <laughs> and then when Sir Alex came, then I got my own back of Trump. So, Alexi and Gillespie and that out there with uh, regularly being contact by tech. So, he always got <laughs> when, when we were. <laughs> Excellent stuff. You know, I, I do think you can draw parallels between the sport world and the piping world. You know, yeah, we are competing, but it's an art, so it's kind of strange that way. You know, I think as well, it's like the dedication bit. You know, so you look at how a professional footballer prepares. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, what goes into a pipe band? Probably the amount of work is a, a more. Um, professional footballers finish at you know lunchtime each day. You know, I'm part-time musician has to practice pretty much every night of the week. Um, 100%. You have nights practice and then you're on the grass on a Saturday. That's it indeed. Well, I can, I can dare say that your years of dedications have paid off dividends. And yeah. yeah but thank you so much for the music. And Brian, honestly, thanks for taking time to chat to us, mate. I hope it's not Very the last welcome. we're chatting to you. I hope to have you back on the show again no. sometime. Yep. And, uh, yeah. So for anyone looking lessons at all, contact ourselves or, of course, you can contact Brian on social media and take up an incredible opportunity. So, Absolutely. Brian, I'll let you go, mate. Thank you so much for chatting to us on Thank the show. You. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, love. And there you have it. <laughs> fantastic stuff. Thank you so much, Brian, for joining us on the show, mate. It's just always, it's, yeah, fantastic. To, to, you know, whenever you get such insight to such a huge band, such as FM, you get to hear how so much hard work goes on behind the scenes and all the rest of it. fantastic stuff. So thank you so much to Brian for joining us. Uh, we hope to have you on a future show again. You know, you can come back again, chat anytime, mate. All right, guys. Well, I'm afraid that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. It's been quite a packed episode this week, just catching up after the holidays. Next week's episode, I'm sure, will be dominated by our topic of the week. And we really want you guys to get involved. This will very much be a listener-focused show. We want you guys to get in contact with us. We need to know your opinions. Where do you feel the piping scene will be in 2021? Especially in light of the global pandemic, all sorts of lockdowns and craziness happening at the moment. It's altogether depressing. Uh, We want to know your opinions. You know, once things ever do open up again, where do you see the piping scene? You know, will gigs start happening in pubs and clubs and bars and, you know, local venues as normal? Will they be socially distant or will we even have a competitive piping season again? Remains to be seen. Guys, we want you to get involved. We need your emails, your voicemails. Send us, send us them in and let us know your opinions. Show at gmail.com. You have until Tuesday of next week uh, ahead of our recording, of course, Wednesday of next week, as always. Don't forget, though, you can always help support the show if you would like to. Now, you don't have to. We're not forcing you, uh, but you can. You can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. Just check us out there. The Big Rab Show on Patreon. Every click of support really does help the work that we do here and helps us keep churning out the piping goodness each and every week. And Plus, you get your hands on tons of extra stuff. Don't forget our Piper's Dojo promotion will be ending soon. So if you haven't yet, go and take advantage of it now. Before it's gone, you've been warned, it's ending very soon. BigRabShow.com forward slash dojo. And for those of you out there who rely or, in fact, 
thrive on anonymous <laughs> correspondence, then don't forget our feature every week, Weekly Drone. Check out our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash Weekly Drone, and you can submit your story, your complaint, your grumbles, completely anonymous through our Weekly Drone. Guys, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thank you so much for clicking download this week and each and every week. And we'll see you on Fuse FM, Balamoney, of course, on Tuesday night for another two hours of live radio and chat and all sorts of banter. And we'll see you right here on the podcast next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, including our two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com to be kept up to date on all the latest news and views from around the piping world. Plus, of course, check us out on Patreon and become part of the Patreon faithful. For just $5 a month, get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. So until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>